What advice would you give to young women who are looking to explore their horizons outside? What are your thoughts on what they should look out for, how they should prepare themselves, etc.? So I would definitely say don't be afraid to move to a new country. You cannot expect to have different things happening to you if you continue to do the same things, living in the same way. Give yourself the chance to leave this opportunity. And if it doesn't work for you, it's fine. But you 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 had already lived this experience. So don't be afraid. Go for it. My name is Catherine Ann Byam, and I'm your host. What's your purpose and how does it integrate with sustaining life itself? For some of us, this question is a deep ache that we spend a lifetime trying to find, perhaps shifting direction as we learn and grow from one path to another. For many of us, our children give us a clear definition. Providing for them becomes our reason for being. For others, it's about enjoying the present moment, ever so fleeting and ever so beautiful. For still others, it can be financial, status, contribution or impact. In this podcast, my guest and I will share with you tips, ideas, and methods on how to build a career that integrates with who you are and the life you want to lead. We will explore the social foundation on which to build your transition and an ecological ceiling above which we need not climb so that we live not just for ourselves, but for our collective ability to thrive. Welcome to the Purpose Driven Career Podcast, Do What Matters. Today, we have a really exciting guest, a longtime friend of mine from, oh my God, I don't even want to tell you how long ago, but Lupina Valdez de la Pena is an internal auditor and professional from Mexico, currently resident in the Netherlands since 2012. She's an accountant and an MBA graduate with a passion and positivity for change and digital transformation. She's experienced business from, as they say, the three lines of defense as a process owner, an auditor, and control design advisory within the international organization she has worked with. Lupina, it is such a pleasure to have you on the show with me today. No, thank you for inviting me and thank you for your time and I hope uh, we had a nice conversation. I'm really looking forward to it. It's been it's been a while since we've actually had a, a long nice chat. So I'm interested to get into this and I'm also excited about what you have to share about your journey and, and about your life in the Netherlands coming from Mexico. So I think that's really what I'm going to start with. What inspired you to leave Mexico and build your career in Europe? Well, since I was a kid, I heard that my father had some opportunities to come to the Netherlands and he didn't take it because he was shy and his English was not good. So since then, um, my mom said some things about the Netherlands and I started reading about this place and uh, Look, that it was a very inclusive place to, to live. So when I got married and later on in my career, I just shared with my husband that we both wanted an opportunity to work outside Mexico in a place that would be more supportive to women pursuing a career and not only on, on a country that would expect me to be married and have kids and then maybe afterwards just leave my job and look after my kids. So yeah. yeah. No, it's it's interesting. It's interesting as as a as a rationale. And I, I guess how does that compare in Mexico? I think at the point in time where where I decided to leave together with my husband to the Netherlands, uh, I was in a point in time in my marriage that the expectation from my boss was at any time you're gonna come and tell me you're pregnant, and afterwards you're gonna leave your job. Yeah. But um, I, I had always had this in my mind. I, I wanted to, to grow in my career. My, my mom was a great example for it. 
and I always felt encouraged. So this was the just not matching with my principles. I, I hear you. I totally hear you. <laughs> what challenges have you faced, though, in adjusting and settling in a country with very different sort of values and views of your own? So I will say um, two things. The first one is dealing with the preconception of how Mexicans are, you know, like the concept of you for sure have a siesta every day and everything is just a little bit later and you're going to come late to the meetings and everything will be mañana, mañana. So we're definitely not like that. Like uh, we're all, as I would say, in different countries, you have different personalities and, and you just want to deliver. And I, I consider myself an achiever and an activator. So I really like to be busy and to deliver things. And this keeps me engaged and motivated and self-fulfilled. So dealing with this uh, preconception was, was a challenge. And the other challenge that I've been facing is I'm being considered an expat when I'm actually not an expat because I, I changed uh, and I was localized. So since the first time I came to the Netherlands, this uh, I've been changing jobs. But since the first time I came with a local contract. So it was kind of feeling uh, that I didn't truly belong here. But when I was going back to Mexico and seeing my friends and my family, I neither belong fully back there. So it's kind of being in the middle. I think about it like the expats dilemma, right? It's like, you know, you're neither, you're neither here nor there. You're, you're sort of a child of everywhere. And, and it's a struggle sometimes to find your community and find your home. Tell me, tell me about how you've navigated that safety for yourself to find that, that comfort and friendship. So I was very lucky that when I was coming to the Netherlands, I had shared this notice with my, um, sorry, my news with my friends. And one of them had a friend, a Mexican friend, married with a Dutch guy. So he introduced me to her by Facebook. And since then, we have been best friends. Both uh, her husband and my husband are really true friends now. And actually, uh, she helped me a lot navigating this. But as well, one day, you know, just sitting on a tram, going to actually a housewarming of an ex-colleague, my husband heard somebody speaking Spanish. And he just turned around and we start having a chat with that person. And since then we have been friends and he already was in the Netherlands for maybe four years longer than us and had a, a, a network of friends and colleagues, which he introduces to. Yeah. So those two have been our pillars to, to help us navigate in, in this country. Well, it's interesting because I, I like to believe that when we show up in countries that are different from our own, because as you know, I share your story and your journey, that we could find a home within the people that we meet here, you know, and, and, you know, certainly we both have shared a quite phenomenal experience when we work together in internal audit where, you know, I almost feel like, like you're my sister. Um, And it's because we, we shared something that other people probably didn't experience which is that we were uprooting ourselves, moving to different countries all the time and sharing our space with different cultures like 24-7. I mean, what are your thoughts on on how that experience has sort of helped you to navigate culture situations where you are now? And and also, like, what are your thoughts on, on how to help the locals embrace this diversity more? So as you were saying, we shared a lot of uh, 
project, let's call it like that. So different audits in different locations for different processes. It was 24-7 having conversation with people that you don't usually meet from uh, cultures which are very different from you and different ages as well. But that gave me the, the chance to be more tolerant and to be more open and to as well remove my own preconceptions. You know, like when, when you were born and raised in, in Mexico, I'm an only child. My friends were always my, my group of support. They were my extended family. And when I joined the team in audit, because we were having so much time together, then that team became my extended family. But it was different because we were not sharing the same values sometimes, costumes. Uh, we were not used to eat warm foods three times a day, right? So you become more open and more tolerant and more appreciative of the differences. Yeah. And then you understand that those differences actually are the ones that bring you together. Yeah. yeah. So... Uh, living in the in the Netherlands, which is a country that from history has been very open and very international, that as well helped me to put myself in shoes of others and to understand that what I've learned about Germans or French or UK people are is so different when, when you have this uh, one-on-one face-to-face conversations. And it's just to say, okay, give them the time and give them the space and, and it will all work. Yeah. And how can we help the the locals embrace us much, much more? (laughs) Well, I I think as well, recognizing that you live in their home country, right? So you you need to be appreciative of their costumes. You need to participate in their festival, for example, or in their traditions and actually start adopting those traditions yourself. Just showing that you want to be part of You are not trying to bring and impose your own things, but, you know, like we can all uh, live together. And and as I said, those differences uh, complement each other and enrich us in our day to day. So I think just by accepting each other, that that will already uh, be a way to help us navigate with the locals and have locals adapting or adopting us in, in their country. I love it. I love it. What does success typically look like in internal controls? So I know that you have really grown a lot since then and, and you know, your role is, is a lot more significant now. Tell us a little bit about how that success came about and what it looks like. So the word itself, right, internal controls is already big. So when you say what does success look like is having things under control, <laughs> being able to anticipate Uh, issues that could come and being able to find more effective and efficient ways of working that when you found them. So um, a success would typically be understanding what the process is, what the risks are, and identifying mitigated controls are ensuring that those mitigated controls are working in the right way. It doesn't mean that you need to have 100% of things being done in the way that they should, but you just need to ensure that there are some mitigations and there are some processes around it that will um, support the business in just delivering better in a more timely way, in a more cost, in a cost effective way, for example. Yeah, yeah. Um, And what do you think has been your greatest achievement in your career to date and why? I think my biggest achievement has been able to lead with a diverse team and giving them opportunities to grow and learn. I think this is just the 
greatest thing that has ever happened to me when I was working in back in, in Mexico, the majority of the teams were, uh, I don't know, if, if you say 80% men and 20% women, when I came to, to the Netherlands, the gender diversity is so different uh, in uh, race, gender, age, religion, you name it. And, and being able to lead those diverse groups and as I said, giving them the opportunity to grow and progress in their careers, this for me has, has been the greatest achievement. And what about greatest failure and how you overcame it? Well, I think uh, my greatest failure was questioning myself on my accounting knowledge. I think at that point in time, what happened, although I didn't see it as such at that time, is that I was dealing with uh, an environment that was having a lot of strong personalities which were not open to gender diversity and new and different ideas. So it was not that they were questioning my knowledge on accounting, which I actually studied accounting, but it was more that they didn't want to understand me and cope with, with new ideas or ways of working. Uh, maybe at that time they were not ready or not emotionally intelligent um, but I was very happy to, to find a mentor that helped me overcome these difficulties and and these uh, failure and actually understand what I just told you right it was not that people were questioning my knowledge and accounting but it was that at that time they were not ready to deal with my personality it's it's such a real experience, I think, um, coming from coming from Latin America, Caribbean slash, because that's me. Um, <laughs> you do bring a difference. You do bring a different way of interacting and of of looking at things. Um, it's and it's you know I don't want to go into cultural stereotypes, but there's definitely a different way we approach solving things that you know you need to almost break through a kind of glass ceiling when you come to Europe around approaching that. So I totally get that. I, I share that. So what advice would you give to young women who are looking to, you know, explore their horizons outside of Mexico, for example? And what, what are your thoughts on, you know, what they should look out for, how they should prepare themselves, etc.? So I would definitely say, don't be afraid to move to a new country. You cannot expect to have different things happening to you if you continue to do the same things, living in the same way, acting in the same uh, yeah, way, right? So don't be afraid to move to a new country. Give yourself the chance to leave this opportunity. And if it doesn't work for you, it's fine. But you, you, you had already lived this experience. So don't be afraid. Go for it. And ask questions. Just have the courage to say what you want. Uh, and where you need it, right? Most people are just not mind readers. They don't know what you are thinking. They don't know what you need, but just say it. And when you say it out loud, then two things will happen. Either you would get what you want or they will tell you, I cannot give you what you want. Yeah. But then uh, that way, you know, you will understand then what is it that you need to do differently or should I adapt or should I continue to in, in, in the same road, right? So both are gifts. You are not always looking for a yes as an answer and no is an answer as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love it. And I have, I have one final question and this is probably more of a personal question, but you know, 
we've we've been now 18 months into this pandemic and probably you like me have not been able to go home and see your family tell me a little bit about what that's like so definitely you start questioning right was this the right decision uh to be here at this time should i decided a different way and go back to my home country mexico when i could right but but i think um just being in contact with your family using the different uh means with your cell phone whatsapp zoom teams you name it it's just take that as that advantage and every time that you have the chance just tell them how you feel that you love them how much you appreciate them because it really doesn't matter if you were back in your home country you are still not living in in your parents house right so if there's something happening to you or to them the chances that you are there at the time that you are needed are might not might not happen right like today i i am 14 hours away on a flight but if i was in mexico i i'm not even sure that i would be living in the same town so every time that you that you get with them just show how appreciative you are for being in the moment and tell them that that you love them uh i, I think you yeah you're just getting concerned about everything that is happening and what you're listening and my 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 father comes into an age that it's it's much more natural that people are passing away yeah not because of covid but just in general they've reached that age and and i just need to to be conscious about that and and accept that and continue to accept as well that he and and, and my mother they were always open for me to leave this opportunity just step into yeah, it yeah yeah step into <laughs> it so I, i don't know if i really answer your question or not but i i hope you get the message that i'm trying to pass by i do i do um it's been it's been such a pleasure talking to you lupina it's it's really nice to reconnect first of all and also to to like have you share your journey with with all of the people who are, are watching and listening to us thank you so much for for joining me lupina no thank you for your time and and it was great to reconnect and wish you the best of luck and stay safe this episode was brought to you today by the courageous career club have you picked up your own copy of do what matters the purpose driven career transition guidebook to find out how you can get your copy as well as resources that go alongside it visit my website www.katherineannbyam.com or engage with me on the socials i'm looking forward to hearing from you